got along with his peers. He had friends. He wasn't bullied. He wasn't picked on. He had a great childhood. So good for him. Hello and welcome to Dissin Killers. The podcast. We're not afraid to punch down. This week, we actually have our uh, our parent company CEO and CEO of the Bullshit News Network, Harold Rothstein, on the show. Hello, Harold. Oh, what's up? <laughs> what's up? How are you doing, Harold? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? We're making it. We're it's just glad to have you on the show. Likewise, likewise. Someone as, uh, as historically famous as you, it's it's very rare we get someone like you on the show, so exciting to have you on here, man. I'm excited to be here. It's a pleasure. I've been a fan of you guys for like about three three days now, so it's an honor to be here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been doing the show. You know, for- like the show. You're the CEO of the company, bro. Yeah, I mean, True. you green-lighted us 12 weeks ago, but I'm glad you've been listening to the last three days. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this uh, we got a letter from our uh, our good friend of the show, spiritual advisor Heath Evans, this week. So we thought, before we get into the episode, why not read the letter Heath Evans, a former football player, wrote to us. So, um, without further ado, Heath Evans said to us, Dear Dissin Killers, I know I wrote to you three weeks ago, but at that point I was unaware you'd be doing an episode on my former employer, Randy Kraft. Me and Randy had a lot of fun when I worked for him. We spent every day that we could at the massage parlor and even went on fun trips together, like the time we visited Jeffrey Epstein's private island. I can't believe they asked us to leave. People are way too PC and soft these days. Randy is a great guy, and I can't believe you would do an episode on him. There is no evidence against him, and this whole case is bullshit. Only liberal fucktards would believe what they're told by the lamestream media. You two are the biggest sheeple I've ever met in my life. I don't follow. I am a cheetah, and I hunt sheep. Anyway, I love the idea. Keep up the great work. Now, if you'll excuse me, there's a female jogger in the neighborhood who I need to chase to test my closing speed. With more love than God, Heath Evans. P.S. Can you do more black jokes? Those people need to learn respect. So yeah, Heath Evans wrote to us. That was so cool. Heath wrote to us, man. That was such a great letter, dude. I was so happy to see it. Always great to get a letter from Heath. Yeah, so, um, thanks for working on our show. Anyway, you want to get to some jokes, bro? Or you well, then we introduce the topic first. I mean... Randy Kraft uh, picked up hit male hitchhikers on the side of the road in California in the late 70s and early 80s. Would rape and kill them, torture them, like the, the usual for this show, pretty much. But, um, yeah, he was in California. He was called the Scorecard Killer because he uh, had a list of his victims and memory triggers that would remind him of his victims in his car. And when police pulled him over, they found a list of 67 victims, although only about 50 of them have been proved. So, there's a lot of uh, connections between Robert Kraft and Randy Kraft. For instance, yeah. Randy Kraft is the most predatory Kraft not in a massage parlor. The parlor I used to go to in Florida got shut down. You guys know any good ones? I'm not really into the rub and tug scene in Florida, nor do I live in Florida, but, you know, each his own. 
Uh, Sorry, I'm just not a Florida man per se, you know? Um, Randy owns a collection of dildos, and Robert owns the Patriots. Yet somehow, Robert has a bigger collection of dicks. It's <laughs> a good point. Um, but let's get in, There's some very important things, like, for instance, what Randy Kraft looked like. I mean, Randy Kraft, in his trial photos, looks like Bundy with a trust fund. Yeah, you know, um, I said... He looks like Bundy if he moved to San Francisco. I met one of my mistresses in uh, San Francisco. How dare you insult it? Yeah. I mean, Dude, that wasn't insulting. I was just pointing it out. You know, like, there wasn't an insult there. I get it. You're kind of slow, but come on, man. Did you just call her boss slow? All right. Uh, I'm All sorry, right. man. I apologize. My bad. <laughs> um, But, I mean, it's really interesting because there hasn't been a more dangerous gay man in America since Barack Obama. Interesting. Well, like all gay men, Randy's actions were unforgivable. <laughs> that reminds me a lot of what our uh, our good friend of the show, first baseman for the Yankees and man who can't hit a curveball, Luke Voigt said. Luke Voigt told me that, like most gay men, Randy Kraft was a predator. No, Luke told me is that Randy punished the gays almost as much as responsible government should. Good to hear from Luke. I haven't heard from him since we last went to brunch at Stallion Gentleman's Club. Ah, yes. That's uh, that's one of uh, Luke's Void's favorite strip clubs. I mean, it's one of the only ones he hasn't been kicked out of, but still. It's, uh, he's banned from most strip clubs, I believe. Isn't that right, Sean? Yeah, good to see you boys hanging out, though. I appreciate that. Harold. But, uh... You got another Luke Voigt joke, dude? Yeah, I mean, well, what I said about Luke Voigt is that Randy and Luke Voigt have a lot in common because they both preferred white people. You know, Randy was different from most gay men because he was punished for his crimes against humanity. That's what Luke told me, so I'm sorry, bro. I think Not my joke. I think it's interesting, Luke's. though, because Randy really is different from Luke Voigt because Randy was openly gay. Well, you know, the biggest difference between Randy Kraft and Luke Voigt is that Randy was thin enough to come out of the closet. Yeah, I mean, what else is interesting is uh, Randy and Luke Voigt are a lot alike because neither of them were popular with women. Well, you know, Randy's story has more holes in it than Luke Voigt's swing. <laughs> yeah. Now, this took place in Hollywood. Which is interesting. I mean, there's a... Well, around Hollywood. So, yeah. um... It's, uh... It's interesting that happened in Hollywood because that's also where good play, where good ideas go to die. I know, right? They even rejected my screenplay idea for a movie mocking the Me Too movement where a guy walks around and talks to a woman. Yeah, I talked... I mean, why would anybody... Anybody turn down a screenplay about him uh, where you just walk around talking shit to women during 2020? I just can't understand oh, that's it. A great idea. You know, like everyone who worked in Los Angeles, Randy wasn't funny. It's <laughs> a good point. I mean, he had to do his. It's interesting also about LA here that um, Randy was the most devastating gay tragedy in L.A. until Footloose was released the next year. Well, you know, um, he was discharged from the military because he discharged other men. <laughs> yeah, but he was a lot like Hollywood. 
He forced innocent people to sit through hours and hours of awful shit. Well, the thing that sticks out to me, though, is that Randy claims to be innocent and also claims to be intelligent. His claims are less accurate than Robert Kraft's taxes. <laughs> On my taxes, even though most of my assets are offshore. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, do you have to pay tax on shit offshore? I, w- I wouldn't know. I'm I'm poor. I got sued by Heath Evans four times, so I'm, like, really out of luck right now. But anything offshore, I don't believe you even have to pay taxes on. Um, yeah, you're right, dude. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, now, Randy picked up hitchhikers a lot. The, uh, the, he was, if you guys remember the hitchhiking robot that got ripped to shreds in Philadelphia... I was going to say that Randy is worse for hitchhikers than a guy in an Eagles jersey. Man, I remember when the Eagles won the World Series. I'm good friends with their owner. Yeah, no, they're, uh, I, I, I'm sure you're friends with their owner, but, uh, I, yeah, you know what? You're our boss, World Series it is. Uh, you got anything to say about this, John? Yeah, dude, you know, it's. Typical Jewish stuff, not knowing sports. It's okay, bro. It's cool. Yeah, us Jews, we don't know shit. Except money. I can... I'm not going to get into that because I don't want to piss off our boss here, who's clearly Jewish. Um, so we get to some jokes, dude? You know? Yeah. Let's make fun of his scorecard, bro. I wrote a bunch out of his scorecard. You know, Randy kept his scorecard. Surprisingly, he wasn't in last place. Yeah, it's interesting. He's the only person with a scorecard never to score. You know, he kept his scorecard, yet never had his V-card swiped. I mean, it's fair. I mean, usually it's not the water boy who holds the scorecard. <laughs> like that one. <laughs> but what does he look like to you, Chuck? No, one thing about him, too, is that he tortured his victims by reading them his poetry. Speaking of poetry, have you heard of my latest poem? Roses are red, violets are blue. Come on my lawn, best believe you're getting sued. Beautiful, beautiful. I mean... Just award-winning poetry. Just fearless poetry. I love it. Um, but yeah, no, he's uh, his eyebrows were honestly more aggressive than his crimes. You know, his eyebrows are more hideous than the crime scenes. Yeah, he looks like the only bully ever to get picked on. You know, he looks like he thinks chemtrails made him gay. <laughs> yeah, speaking of gay... He had to be high to do his killings, mainly because nobody does gay shit sober. Wow. That reminds me of my fraternity days last weekend. Yeah, no, those frat days when you're 45 years old, 50 years old, they're, they're the hardest. <laughs> I can only imagine. You know, Randy was the least dangerous gay in Hollywood. Well, speaking from experience, the most dangerous gay is Kevin James. Don't leave your food around him. Yeah, I know, that sounds dangerous. Leaving your food around Kevin James is like uh, leaving your son around Randy Kraft. Just not a great move. Uh, unless well, you hate him. I mean, food around Kevin James disappears faster than a man would around Randy Kraft. Or as a uh, man would around Luke Voigt. Um, so, I said that, uh, back to the scorecard, I mean, he's the least athletic person ever to keep his own scorecard. Yesterday, when my caddy fucked up the score while I was playing golf the other day at my private club, which I own, so I chased him around in my golf cart. Ah, uh, yes, the old 
the great hobby of us rich Florida Jews is uh, chasing around our our caddies and our golf carts. That's a that's a big. It's 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 like the Daytona 500 for assholes. Yeah, you know, Randy was gay and hideous. Surprised he didn't join SNL. SNL has been reading DNN's materials for years. They saw our idea not to be funny. <laughs> it's a good point. SNL hasn't been funny ever. Um, but I mean, speaking of things that uh, people here at BNN appreciate. Randy looks like he pressed his nose up against a pane of glass for too long, and it just stuck that way. Uh, actually, big noses are really attractive. All the women I pay to have sex with me tell me how good mine looks. It's true. I mean, everyone I had sex with says, wow, that's one hell of a honker. And then, uh, still has sex with me, so that's a start, right? Um... Yeah, <laughs> women big big noses. Yeah. You know, uh, Randy looks like Hannibal Lecter if he just ate his victim's balls. <laughs> yeah, I know. But Randy looks like if Paul Rudd suddenly became the age he actually is. You know, he looks like he brings orange slices to random Little League games. Yeah, I mean, in that way, Randy looks like Kevin Spacey, but Randy had talent. Speaking of Kevin Spacey... Um, the main difference between Randy and Kevin Spacey is Randy was actually good at something. <laughs> True. I mean, Randy looks like the worst-case scenario Patrick Stewart now. Patrick Stewart's a good friend of mine. I always rub his head for good luck. Yeah, I mean, I would rub his head for good luck, too. The guy's bald as shit. Oh, uh, you got anything, Well, Joe? you know, Randy is so gay. He probably likes the Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Randy Kraft is a lot like John Green's books. Really fucking gay. How is John? I haven't spoken to him in a while because he sucks. He was the best man at my third wedding. He's the best man at your third wedding and he sucks? It's impressive resume. Um, you came to your second one so we just swallowed. What? But anyway, you know, if this was a John Green story, the victims would be the readers. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, <Aaron. laughs> Um, But really, when it comes right down to it, we make a lot of Hollywood jokes, but people really wish he was more like Alan Rickman. Dead. When I was at his funeral, I paid my respects and left through the back door with as many of his belongings as, as I could carry. It's a good play. I mean, he had a lot of nice shit. Yeah, I'm sure you took a, a plenty of gold mines there. Yeah. Speaking of gold mines, when Randy was killing people, he was under the influence of being hated by his family. Interesting fact, yeah. I mean, it goes back to uh, what I said about not being able to do gay shit sober, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was a lot like Johnny Depp, addicted to drugs. Well, speaking of Hollywood, bro, you know... Reading about his crime has made me feel almost as uncomfortable as the time I watched a Melissa McCarthy movie. They say the camera adds 10 pounds, but for her, it subtracts 50. Wow, she must be really fucking fat. Um, yeah, I said, though, speaking of people who have bodily issues, short Kevin Hart. He was a lot like Kevin Hart. Just He just did the same thing over and over and over. And it wasn't funny, too. That's another thing they have in common. 
I don't know. I think you he's know, funnier than Kevin Hart. That's true. Anything's funnier than Kevin Hart. That's a good point. You know, at his trial, though, the victim's father told Randy to burn in hell. But if he wanted Randy to suffer, he should have just told him to watch the Melissa McCarthy movie. <laughs> yeah, but Randy was gay. So like all straight men, he was not attracted to Lizzo. <laughs> Speaking of Lizzo, um, he did more damage to his victims than Lizzo did in All You Can Eat Buffet. Speaking of Lizzo, have you heard of BNN's new show? You play one of her songs to kids with cancer to show them life it can always get worse. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a good idea for a show. I mean, who wants cancer kids to feel good about themselves? You can be like, hey, look, life could be worse. You could be listening to Lizzo. Well, thank God that show exists to let cancer kids know they've hit rock bottom. <laughs> they haven't hit rock bottom, actually, because they still get to listen to half-decent music. Um, well, they have to listen to Lizzo stuff, too, so that's kind oh, of... Oh, yeah, good track. point. Yeah, they've hit rock bottom. Um, but yeah, no, it's like, he was a lot like Matt Damon in the first Jason Bourne movie. An idiot. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, one thing about Randy, though, was he joined the Air Force... Because he wanted to play with a stick that was bigger than an inch. Have you have either of you heard that the Air Force is a sponsor of BNN? We here at BNN support the Air Force, the few, the proud, the plantains. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the few, the proud, the plantains. Nothing like banana, like uh, what are they? Mexican bananas? What are they called? Um. Yeah, plantains. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, but like Matt Damon's character in Goodwill Hunting. Everyone just assumes Randy is retarded. The main difference is, with Randy, they're right. The son I wrote out of my will is retarded, too. Ah, good thing you wrote him out of your will. He'd probably spend it on, like, Legos. Um. <laughs> it's a good thing you fucked over that retarded son of yours, bro. Brilliant. Yeah, you can't really trust him, you know? Um. Yeah, did you something to say, Cha? Yeah, I did, you know. Randy, he was a piece of shit. Let's not let this get lost, you know? Randy treated his victims worse, or almost as bad as I treat my liver. Yeah. Cheers to that, bro. I'll drink to that. Cheers, buddy. Um, but really, Randy was a lot like Daniel Craig and James Bond. The fifth best person in his role. Speaking of Hollywood, though, you know, Randy did something that Amy Schumer... Never did. Travel around the country and kill. Amy's funnier offstage. She cracked me up when she told me she was trying to lose weight. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's, that's funny. I mean, I'm out of jokes. You got any more, Chuck? No, but dude, that's hilarious that Amy's trying to lose weight. You know, like, where was that shit during any of her specials? I know she's very special. Like, where was that shit when she's trying to be funny, dude? I got no idea, but uh, we're both out of jokes. Let's go over some facts and see what we can figure out with our good friend Harold here. So, um, couple of fun facts. Uh, he was actually really into politics, which makes sense, of course, because he was gay and stupid. But, uh, yeah, really into politics. He also grew up in a military family, which makes sense why he went into ROTC and eventually into the Air Force. Most people were into politics. He was gay and pretended he wasn't retarded. I just made that joke, was, man. You say he was gay and stupid and he was into politics? Sounds like a lot like Milo Yiannopoulos. <laughs> Milo Yiannopoulos. That, that's a deep cut, man. I haven't heard that name in a while. 
Yeah, no, but he was in the ROTC in college, then joined the Air Force, but was kicked out for being gay. You know, you ROTC, do... more like LGBT. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Um, he, he raped a 13-year-old while he was 25 years old, which is, um, it's illegal, of course. But, um, I mean, it's not that surprising. Uh, when you well, look depending at... on who you ask. Depending on who you ask. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, he, uh, he didn't believe the rules applied to him growing up. A lot of therapists and psychologists who have looked into who he was and what he did said he truly did not believe the rules applied to him, which explains why he kept a scorecard. I mean, like, if you, if you don't believe the rules apply to you, you, you believe you score on every play. It's, there's just no penalties, you know? But, uh... Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a couple of facts about his killings. Uh, he raped and murdered up to and possibly over 51 young boys and men. Anyone got jokes on that, or is that just disturbing? That's disturbing. No, I did. I was. I was, thought that was the joke. My bad, bro. I thought that was what you tried to. Oh, say. sorry. Yeah, that was under. That was under your joke list, Shaw. Sorry, I thought that was under the killing oh, facts. But yeah, no, he was. Uh, he became the scorecard killer because upon his arrest, investigators discovered a coded list containing cris- cryptic references to his victims. Well, you say he raped fifty-one people. Raped and killed 51 or more people. Well, he I think did he score, but not, he did it illegally. Yeah. So it's like, it's like scoring on a penalty play. It doesn't count. It's like exactly. It's like a touchdown on pass interference. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he, uh, um, he was high and drunk when he committed his crimes, which is, uh, I mean, we went, we went over that earlier. We said that you can't do gay shit sober, but it's good to know that he was both high and drunk and driving. And he never got he never got a DUI. Like yeah, I get it. You got the death penalty. I get that. But he never got charged with a DUI and the dude was more drunk, well driving than I've ever been, just period. It's called white privilege. It's white privilege, exactly. I mean I'm white, but still it's white privilege. What? He was high and drunk and thought the rules didn't apply to him. He just didn't understand the rules. Sounds like J.R. Smith if you ask me. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we have a list of what was wrong with him, um, usually on our lists we have, like, social, uh, social, uh, what's the word, antisocial personality disorder, or, uh, schizophrenia, our list today is that he suffered from being gay, he suffered from being a libtard, he suffered from being sad, and he suffered brain in, a brain injury at the age of one. So which of those do you think most affected him? I think probably being gay. I say all of the above, but that's just me. It's what? I think just being a All the above. All that's the above, me. that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I think just being a pussy, like that, all that sounds like a, a bunch of liberal excuses. Typical liberal bullshit, making excuses for your actions. He sounds like kind of a pussy, let's be honest. But uh, we've got a lot of quotes from him. I mean, the guy was convicted of 17 murders, is supposedly guilty of 67, and one of his specific quotes is, to begin, I did not kill Terry Gambrell. Like, if you're going to name off one specific victim and say, I didn't kill them, 
why pick just a certain one? Why don't you say I didn't kill anybody? Like, I'm just surprised. But he, uh, he also said, and neither did I kill or assault any of the other persons, as the authorities claim. So, any thoughts on that, Cha? Harold? I don't know why she singled out the one person. That's interesting. Yeah, no, I think it's the only name he could remember, because the other ones were all, like, marked in score on the scorecard, which is memory triggers, like, Ditch off I-95. It's I-95's the East Coast, but still. I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, he basically, he said, I think the court is waiting for me to die, but seeing that he was on death row, I think the court was planning on him to die, but being in California where the liberal elite will say, oh, we don't want to kill anybody... It's like, yeah. But, you know, it's the court is waiting for him to die. They've been waiting for him to die since they sentenced him to do so. At least he was at the court, unlike J.R. Smith. It's <laughs> a good point. At least he <laughs> knew his time was up. Um, <laughs> at least he knew his time was up. That's true. Um, exactly. <laughs> he knew his time. At least he knew his time was up. He knew how much time was left. Yeah, he knew how much time was left. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, he crossed the line that inspired JR's career. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure LeBron is listening to this episode like, oh, about fucking time somebody gave JR Smith the talking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, LeBron listens to every episode of this podcast, by the way, and every time he calls JR and just yells at him just for old time's sake. Yeah, no, LeBron, I mean, Heath Evans doesn't talk to LeBron mainly because, you know, Heath Evans doesn't like black people. But if they did talk, they'd probably listen to it together. Heath Evans, big fan. LeBron, big fan. Um, but, you know, they just don't really talk because, you know, they're different races and Heath Evans doesn't believe in the whole racial mixing idea. Um, but, yeah, no, it's uh, we got a lot of quotes from his victims' families. And then after we go over those, we actually have to decide who is to blame for all these killings. So uh, there's someone who said... It's fortunate he didn't have a chance to mutilate my cousin. So, I don't know what's funny about that quote or what we're going to say, but give it a shot. It's fun, dude. Like, it's, it's fun. a fun quote. You know, it adds to the show. I think we're all having a great time. So, that's fun. Any other fun quotes we can get to lighten the mood? Yeah, I didn't write these quotes, but somebody apparently wrote... I think you were writing this document when you wrote, We all miss him. I don't know who you're talking about, because... He's still alive. So clearly you were talking about one of the victims. But I've got no yeah. fucking clue why that's in the list. I I saw that earlier and I just wanted to bring it up in the episode that, so that everyone would know I should be the one formatting the document because I'm not funny, but I know how to format a fucking Google Doc. Um, yeah, who made that Google Doc? Uh, I made the Google Doc. I put the format down and then Chaw just copies and pastes like random shit in there, like puts a bunch of memes in there and I'm like, this dude... No one can see the Google Doc. We just read off it. And I'm like, so I got to delete all the stupid Look, shit. You have to understand, bro. I had a zillion beers when I was doing this. <laughs> it's very hard to follow. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, yeah, what no. Are you guys? <laughs> no, but the amount of gay porn images that charges copies and pastes into the document, I'm like, dude, you got to stop doing this. I don't like seeing this. And Charles like, come you on. You sent them to me. I just put them in after you sent them to me. Like, that's all it is. It's <laughs> a good comeback. I'll take that. All right, but, um, Somebody said, uh, a victim Stanley quote was, burn in hell, craft. But there is a fact, we do not know which craft they were talking to. Now, to be fair, Robert Kraft at the point of this trial did not 
own the Patriots. But if you ask, if you see, if you take how many people have said burn in hell craft over the last 20 years, I guarantee with 100% certainty that more of them are talking about Robert Kraft than Randy Kraft. 100%. If you, I can clarify that. Like, that's totally my bad. I was misunderstanding. I took that from the Deflategate hearing. Oh, the, the Deflategate fans... hearing. <laughs> yeah, no, I forgot about that. The, uh, was it Spygate or Deflategate? I forget. Which, I forget which one. But Deflategate. Wasn't Spygate in a? Wasn't that baseball related? No, Spygate. Astros and signs. No, uh, like in two thousand six, I think, uh, the Patriots uh, stole a bunch of camera footage of Jets Patri- of Jets practices, and it was called Spygate. So, what was the name of the incident with the stealing of the signs with the Astros? Uh, I don't know. I actually don't know the name of that. I think it was just it's Astros not, Gate or Astros sign stealing or something to do with. No, but the the Patriots were uh, that was Spygate. That was the Patriots. Of course, baseball doesn't get a name for their major incidents because yeah. no one cares a shit about baseball. Yeah, because no one gives a shit about baseball. It's true. Um, Boring. And uh, yeah, somebody said he loved his freedom, and the longer he's in jail, it's the only justice my family has. Now, to be fair, his freedom was butt sex. He's in jail, so is he not enjoying that? I mean, that's jail. That's what jail is, I assume. I've never been, but can't be good. I was just thinking about someone saying baseball is boring, and I was going to respond to that. You know, baseball is way more interesting than your sex life. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is our boss you're talking to. Calm down. Uh, so real quick, before we end the episode, um, we're just going to name our sponsors, and then we got to go over who's to blame. So I forgot to say our yeah. first sponsor is sponsored by Gay Bars. Just put them all in one place. And our second sponsor was sponsored by Shutting the Fuck Up. We get it. You're gay. Now, Shaw, who do you think's to blame for this incident? For the uh, the killings here? Oh, this is easy. This is like a shut and clo- clo- uh, close and shut case, or whatever the fuck you call it. The New England Patriots has the golden team of the NFL. They're able to get away with everything. Goodell already let one craft get with murder. Two is just too much. Come on, Roger. What the fuck are you doing, bro? I think it's fair. I think the real people to blame for Randy Kraft's murders are no, not Randy Kraft, not William Bonin, who helped him get away with it, but the homosexual agenda, because it encourages people to accept gay killers as people too. And that's what I, I would like. What do you think, Harold? Actually, I would like to... Um... As you guys know, I'm a prominent Christian, and I would like to recite a Bible verse actually regarding to uh, homosexuals. So, Are you Jewish? No, I'm Christian. I'm actually uh, converted Protestant. I'm a Baptist actually. Oh, you converted mid episode. I converted mid episode, yeah. Because as you guys were reciting your lines, I was reading Bible verses. Ah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And I, and I and I got saved. I got delivered. You know how to read, dude. That's, that impressed me. <laughs> I impressed myself, too. So, shit. Like, I would like, if, if you guys would like to open your Bibles and get your verses, Bibles out to Romans chapter 1, verse 27. Oh, it yeah. says, in the same way, the men who are also abandoned in natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another, men committed shameful acts with other men and receives in themselves the due penalty of the error. So basically, this kind of like relates to what you're saying, because you're basically you're blaming the deaths 
on we said the homosexual spirit. Homosexual um, agenda. The homosexual yeah. agenda. So it kind of aligns with the Christian ideals with gays because they think gays are sinful people. So it's kind of you and you and uh, Christianity kind of align itself with each other in a way. Yeah, I so, think I think yeah. our podcast is very Christian based, and I think yeah. Keith Evans would agree. You say that because you you have the mustache of a gay uncle. Me or him? No, I just don't know why you're picking on our boss so much. Well, but seriously, me. Yeah, even mustache. Like what mustache? <laughs> what mustache, bitch? All right, sorry. Uh, we got to end this episode, but thank you so much, Harold, for coming on the show. You need closing remarks, though, Harold. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, I got a question. Wait, what's your, what's your name in this episode, or is your just Charles? It's Cha. It's Cha. And you're are you just, you're a Jack, right? I'm Jack. Episode? Yeah. Okay, I'm not sure name, but I thought okay. Are we doing closing remarks now? Yeah, closing remarks. Yeah. We got to end the episode soon. We're at 33 okay. minutes. Can I start? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, first off, I would like to say thank you to uh, Jack for um, letting me be on here. He was a great guest, and I would like to say fuck Cha. He's a <laughs> rude person. Like he said, he made fun of me for being a virgin, and I think that's very, very, very rude and un- unrighteous of him to do that. So, yeah. Cha, looks like your job is fucking gone. <laughs> It's gonna be like well, no. I, the way I look at it, bro, is like I would make fun of it, but there's just nothing to make fun of, you know. It's like you don't make fun of dog shit. There's just nothing there. Harsh. So uh, yeah, I guess we gotta end the episode, but we appreciate y'all tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. See you.